everybody. Uh, welcome to summer. Oh man, the boys of summer are back. Your favorite summer boys, the board game mechanics. I'm Joel, and with me, as always, is... Hey guys, what is going on? It is Jason. I say as always, but I mean, like, there's a definitely a time this summer where I may say, special guest Katie pretending to be me. Um, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> there's, I'm just going to let, like, all the six faithful fans that actually care know that there is a distinct possibility that i may have to take a week off this summer we'll see what happens you'll probably enjoy it a lot because there'll be maybe a girl on the show i don't know um <laughs> i'll hold down the fort i'll make it happen yeah for sure um i i uh i'm i'm going on a trip with my in-laws so i you can't tell them hey i'm not going on your trip because <laughs> I gotta record they're a podcast. trying to be generous yeah <laughs> So yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, what funny. are you going to do? Yeah. Well, uh, the other thing too is um, if you're coming to us from our new uh, hockey uh, podcast, Above the Boards TV, um, <laughs> our new good hockey podcast where we talk about the best checkers in the game who can hammer boys into the boards, uh, Above the Boards TV, uh, our website, aboveboard.tv. Uh, <laughs> that that really is. We're just listen. I, the only reason why I did that is because I'm trying to solidify our reputation as the bad boys of board gaming. Yep. So, yeah. That's anyway. A, that's a good way to get Tommy V and his <laughs> friends on your your bad side. <laughs> if they if they email me and say, "Hey, you've got a domain that we want," I will be like, "You know what? Awesome. You guys can have it. Just give us a plug. Like that's all I would want. Like you can have it, guys. Seriously, I'll give it to you for one dollar." in a plug <laughs> so that's all um and i think if you listen to you know i mean all we're asking is for you to listen to 68 back episodes plus this episode to find out we're we're pretty cool boys and maybe we should get a guest spot on the show that's all i'm saying so anyway yeah that would be awesome that would be awesome all right well um today we're going to talk about what we played have a little news and our favorite games from 10 years ago also this is episode 69 so very explicit. Get the children out of the room. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, but you went there. I know. Well, it's, it's the best joke we can make until we get to episode 420. So That's true. And that's, that's, that's a, a long, ways away. Yeah, that's a long time. All right. Well, anyway, uh, I'm going to shut up now so we can get to some stuff that you guys care about. All right. So on Kickstarter this week, I found a couple games that seemed kind of interesting well one i know is interesting because i did a video so let's talk about that one and that game is called promenade Uh, i think this is the second attempt that this has been on kickstarter because i read some stuff about from um, people who backed the first one wanting to buy review copies and all that but the designer didn't want to do that so what this game is it's kind of a deck building game sort of but you're using the cards to either buy new cards or you're using them to put them in an art display in one of the i think five different museums and you're scoring points for having like an area control majority in these these museums and it's a really interesting deck builder with a twist so if you're if you like deck builders with really cool art and uh, a nice little art theme that really isn't done a ton in board gaming i would say go check this out it's 58 dollars and it has three days to go when this episode airs. Cool. Uh, would you suggest this one? Yeah, it's really good. I, I did a video for it. I don't know. It was like six months ago before the first Kickstarter even happened. And I just have a little prototype copy, and it's super fun. I enjoyed it. I mean, it's just a deck builder, but 
the thing that I have with deck builders is they're just cards and they're boring, but this one has more stuff going on, so I really enjoyed it. Cool. Did the did the copy? Did you play a prototype, like a kind of a rough prototype, or do you have a pretty good quality product in your videos? Uh, it's a rough prototype. There's like cubes with markers on them, and the board is yeah. like taped together. Yeah. So even even playing a print and play like kind of homemade copy, you thought it was decent. Yep, I did. Very cool. Um, I have been so busy, and the the stuff I need to get reviewed is piling up. So. Thankfully, I have like nine days of school left, and like what's going to happen is if you follow us on YouTube, and if you don't, please do, um, you're going to see like, hey, Joel hasn't made a video in a month, and then I'll probably put out one a day for like 10 days or something. So that's my plan at least. We'll see if that happens. So anyway, uh, that was not news. Go back to news. (laughs) All right. Yeah, I have a pile of games too, so you'll be seeing some more games here shortly, hopefully. Um, The next game is, it was way low, low, low on the kickstarter i mean i had to browse for probably 10 minutes to get to this game and it's called dry d-r-i-w-e but the w's capital and essentially this game doesn't have any videos doesn't have a rule book or anything it just talks about what the game is and what you're trying to do is you're trying to be the first person to reach 100 happy points in your village Uh, it has some really crude not crude but like you know first drafts of uh, art and boards. It looks like a roll and move game. It almost looks like Candyland, but the pieces are really neat. It had like some cool treasure chests and houses. So it seems like they might've have, might have taken like a roll and move game and tried to make it more than that. But I'm like 90% sure that this is just a roll and move game. But who are you? I don't know. I, it, who, there, there was nothing. Jason. There was nothing on Kickstarter, man. I was, I was scraping the barrel. <laughs> like, like- you're like, yeah, this one looks, I don't know, I guess okay. It's uh, a terrible mechanic that I don't like, but it has cool minis. What? No, I didn't say minis. I said pieces. Oh, that's very different than minis. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they're like treasure chests and houses, not minis. Oh, oh, oh my yeah. bad, my bad. How dare I? How dare I? But yeah, if, if, if this seems interesting to you and you want to know more, good luck. Uh, but it has, 32, um, has 13 days left and it's $32, so... If you want to take a chance on it and maybe it's not a roll and move game, go check that out. I I'm gonna pass. Yeah, I'm probably gonna pass too, but I just the only thing I like about this game, Jason, is the uh when we were texting about recording tonight, you and I both kind of had some like corrections where it auto capitalized like some words in the middle of like like a letter in the middle of a word oh yeah and i thought oh man we're getting metal with this that's awesome and this game's kind of got the same thing like that capital w it's real metal so a punk rock or something yeah i don't even know how you say that word like i'm you guys will see it when you put in the show notes but i have no idea how to say that at all it's also case sensitive when you search on on uh Kickstarter. If you put a lowercase w in there, you got a real pornographic <laughs> video game coming up for you. So make sure you capitalize that w. <laughs> yeah, it is episode sixty nine, but we don't need to carry it outside of the episode. Episode sixty nine. <laughs> uh, they want us to that stupid furry girl game that they keep asking us to review. <laughs> that's no, <true>. thank you. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. I respect the the riveted too much, and I respect my wife too much. So <laughs> I'm with you. Ha- how is that review coming though, Jason? <laughs> You'll see a video shortly. <laughs> no, I'm just well, thanks kidding. for the. New- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not really reviewing that game. Uh, um, I'm editing this week, so we'll see if you are or not. <laughs> um, <laughs> thanks for the news, Jason. 
So I um, played a couple fun games this week, and I'm going to talk about a few of the games that I played. And the first game I wanted to talk about is a game I've been wanting to play for a bit. It has art by Vincent Dutre, and it is called Lewis and Clark. I think it also has the expedition in the title. I'm not 100% sure. But so the reason I wanted to play this game, one, because I think it looks cool. The board's really neat. And I saw Rado play it, and he loved it, so I'm automatically on board. So what you're doing in this game is you are explorers. You're trying to be the first player to get from St. Louis all the way across the country to the fort that's up there. I can't remember the name. And you're doing that by playing these cards in front of you to get horses, get canoes, get buffalo to help you make the journey through the river and up the mountains. Um, It takes about probably 30 minutes a player, so it's a little long. And I played a three-player game in two hours, and, you know, that's a little long for me. But the mechanisms were fun. The card play was interesting. The bits are really nice, wooden bits. Uh, It's got some worker placement areas, too, on the board where you can send out your Indians to take some certain kind of actions. And if you like interesting card play games and you like worker placement, I definitely recommend this. But don't think it's going to get over quickly. It's going to take a bit. So that's Lewis and Clark. Yeah, I I didn't. I played this one a while ago, and I didn't like longer games for sure. And I thought it was a little too long for my taste Uh, and a little dry even. Um but it's cool that the first Americans are in this game, Jason. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I was looking for the Sacagawea card. I never found it. I, first Americans, Jason. <laughs> the indigenous people. <laughs> There's also a dog named Seaman, which is kind of funny. Episode 69. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's Lewis and Clark. Uh. All right, I'm going to bring you a new segment on our podcast here. Uh, week five of not playing Wingspan yet. It's sitting in the hallway, <laughs> being ready to play. Be played, uh, not played yet. Maybe this weekend. We'll see. Um, what I did play, though, was I did play Forsaken Forest. This one was on Kickstarter about a year ago. It fulfilled, and now you can buy copies uh, pretty much, I think, at their website. Social deduction, if you're into social deduction, cool. Um, but it's basically uh, a social deduction game where you have a, a hidden role and you're trying to move into a, uh, like you're trying to lay these footprints down to like forge paths so that you can get to these different cards around the perimeter of this board. And some of the cards are the void. And it's like, basically if you lead people there, they get sucked into the void and they get killed. And if you're the cursed, that's your kind of goal is that you want to either kill off the good people um, or lead them to the void and have them get you know sucked into the void. Um, if you're one of the good people, then you want to try and find your way safely to the village and you know banish the people that are going to try and harm you and stuff and minimize their impact on you. So, um, kind of a neat game. Uh, it reminds me of like a, a trading card game almost meets social deduction because you have like cards that you play down, and the cards like. Um, basically do different things. Like you're allowed to do the actions of the cards. So it's not like, it's a little more complicated than most social deduction games because it has a bunch of like card play in it. But typically you're going to just have vote yes or no in social deduction games kind of. Um, so this one's got some other stuff in it. And the way how people play cards, it gives more cues on like maybe why they're why they're doing what they're doing or if they're a traitor or not. Um the, the final thing I'll say about it um, is that um, 
it is, uh, I don't know, it's good and it's not so good because I think social deduction is not a mechanic that I want to play a longer game of. Like, so the game lasts 45 minutes to an hour maybe if you've got people who are a little AP prone. So if you want to play a game where you're trying to hide your identity for an hour and you're way into it, like, I think this might be a good pick. But generally speaking, I like the games more like The Resistance or things like that where it's, The Resistance is a bit of foreshadowing because it came out in 2009. Um, But games like that because you play them quickly and if you screw up something or whatever, the game's over quick and you just play again, you know? Um, Whereas if you played 40 minutes of a game and then then kind of made a bad move or whatever, you kind of blew a lot of gaming. So I don't know. It's pretty intense. Um, And it actually, like, to me, it kind of was like, okay, is this kind of like Blood on the Clock Tower? But like kind of our our slightly lighter version of it that's available now. And I don't think so because there's not really storytelling in it, but it does have more depth to your roles than typical social deduction games. So uh, I will have a full review of this one up. I want to play it with a higher player count, like basically haven't been able to play it with a max player count. And I don't get groups of eight around very often to play games that I'm like, this might be okay. Let's find out. Um, Because people, I don't know, they just, they want to play stuff they know. So um, been kind of hard getting the review out on this, and so I apologize to the people that sent this one, um, but I'm going to try and get a review out pretty quick on this one, and it's it's overall decent. If you're a, just a nuts for social deduction person, I would say it's for you probably. Otherwise, I'm not positive it's it's uh, a, a just general gamers kind of thing. It might be a niche interest kind of thing maybe. I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's interesting that you said it was it's selling on their website. I think I actually saw a whole pile of these at my local game store once. Really? Yeah. I think last time I was there, they had a whole bunch of them on the new release shelf. They, I'll bet they bought a retailer's backing of it. Uh, I don't know. That could be because there were like maybe ten of them. So that could be this game. This game was kind of hyped for a while because it was supposed to be like the next step and evolution in social deduction games, and it it is. It's more complicated, but I don't know. I I need to play it more to be honest. So there you go. Cool. Um, I played for my second game. I played a party game. Kind of. And that party game kind of is called Concept. Uh, Yeah, I got this from you. I hadn't played it. Uh, Katie really wanted to learn it because she wanted to play it with some ladies from her church, maybe at like an upcoming gathering or something. So we were over at some friend's house on Saturday and we busted it out. I was on a team with our other friend's husband and Katie was on the wife's team and played it about 30 minutes. And essentially what this game is, it's like charades, kind of, but without all the getting up and moving around. So you get to sit in a chair and be, you know, large boys. And you're taking these little pieces that are like exclamation marks or question marks, and you're putting them on pictures that represent words. So there may be like a TV for like a movie or whatever. There's a little guy that could be a man, masculine. They each have three different words that they could mean. And you're trying to use these pictures and these words to explain a word on a card. There are three different types of words. There's easy, hard, and challenging. The challenging ones are phrases. And if you can get a person to guess the word, that person who guesses it's going to get two points. And the team that you know gave the clues, each player is going to get a point. The game's going to end after a certain amount of the two victory point tokens are gone, and then whoever has most points is the winner. Uh, I didn't hate this. I thought it was kind of interesting. I thought the abstract thinking of using the pictures to tell the story and explain the words was kind of interesting. So... This may be one that I might want to play again with a different group and maybe with some more people to see if more than two teams is a little interesting. So that is concept. Yeah, I um, I, I think this game, 
isn't a game so much as it is like a, a like kit for like playing just kind of fun charadesy type things. Um, it's like I don't know. It's better than Pictionary because you don't have to be able to draw, um, and it's kind of neat just to kind of get the kind of interesting combinations of of icons that people get to try and make it a like abstract idea come across. So it's it's pretty neat overall. I kind of like it, um, but just not enough to hang on to it on my shelf. And that's why Jason's got a pretty sweet little copy of concept. So, um, but I really think of it as like a kit to just I don't like keeping score on it and like playing it as a game to me isn't as fun as just getting it out and just being silly and just like I don't know playing around with it. So that's my personal takeaway on it. Um, but yeah, I like it perfectly fine. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I like the game playing it as a game because then it doesn't outstay its welcome. I feel like when people use these games to just sit down and play them as activities. You get the Cards Against Humanity syndrome where you're playing for four hours and the joke was over 30, you know, after 30 minutes. So, yeah, yeah, that's not for me. But playing it as a game, I enjoyed. I thought it was still fun. So, yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. The, ga- the game's fine, too. I mean, for sure. Um, well, cool. Uh, I played Super Dungeon Explorer, Jason. And this is one that, like, is kind of weird because it's from Sody Pop Miniatures. Sody Pop. Uh, Soda Pop <laughs> Miniatures, uh, which is not a very well-received company anymore. Um, They had a Kickstarter fund years ago, and it was the second edition of this, I think Forgotten King, or I don't remember what it was called, but there was was another version of Super Dungeon Explorer, I think, that like a second edition kind of that was going to come out and have like an arena in it and some other stuff change it, change to it. And a bunch of people paid a lot of money for it and it never came out or it hasn't come out yet. As far as I know, I could be totally wrong on that. If I am like, let me know. But last I knew, and this was not that long ago, it was still like not even in production. So um, I'm playing the old one though. I actually painted my copy. It's really fun to play because it's painted. Um, It's neat. It's a dungeon explorer, which I'm not super keen on. But since I took the time to paint this one, um, I have hung on to it. The rule book's not very good. So like Rado, not Rado, uh, the other Rado, Rodney Smith, um, other Rado, as I call him, um, he did a let's play of it or like a how, how watch it played kind of thing to get the rules down. And you kind of have to watch it like a couple times to really understand all the nuance of the rules because the basic game, like the rule book, does not explain it very well. So um, I don't know. It's a cool game, though. It's a video game themed, like old... 8-bit, 16-bit Dungeon Explorer video game kind of thing. And it does require that someone play as the, like the dungeon, play as like the, the dungeon lord or whatever. So that kind of hurts a game sometimes, in my opinion, because the person who's... You raise... You, I, I don't know. I guess I'm... I, I don't know. It depends. Sometimes you have people who love playing as like the dungeon lord and putting the mobs out and being the AI for the game. But I hate it. And like I'm the one who knows the rules the best, so I end up always having to do that. So I have mixed feelings about this one. I think people have a lot of fun playing it, and it looks really cool on the table because my copy is painted. Um, and I love the idea of like playing like a basically like a video game on a board. Um, just the art on it's really bright and colorful. Like the gear that you get, like it just feels a lot like Legend of Zelda or something. So um, really fun, super dungeon explorer. And kind of an older game, um, I, it could be as far back as 2009, but it didn't make my 2009 games list. So um, anyway, uh, that's that's uh, that's that's this boy's uh, game that he played. Yeah, I'm not interested in this one at all, but I do think it looks cool on the table. I, I always go to their booth at Origins just because I think the games look neat. I know that I would hate them, but I think they also have that Rail Raiders Infinite game or something where you're like uh, these bandits on a train trying to steal treasures or whatever. 
But yeah, I'm not into it, but glad you liked it. Huh. I I do like it. I mean like it's a it's a pretty good it's a pretty good game overall. I mean like for a dungeon dungeon crawl, like it's my go to dungeon crawl in my collection right now. Um I guess Imperial Assault kind of is a dungeon crawl, but um and Mansions of Madness maybe, but like I don't know, the actual true like dungeon call gear up a guy and go, just because the theme is so adorable and the little chibis are great. So that's my other game I played. And I guess that's it for games we played, Jason. Yep, moving on. So today, I thought maybe it would be a cool idea to talk about games from 10 years ago. It's 2019, so that would put us at 2009. And then I got to looking at the games from 2009, and I instantly regretted my decision. But we're going to talk about these games anyway. Some of our favorite. I have three. Joel's going to have three. So if we don't have any overlap, you might get six great games from 2009. I I have such an opposite problem. I love like 50 games from this year. Like there's so many games that I'm just like, man, that game is great. Um, so I guess we're not the same. People used to say we're the same boy, but we aren't. So <laughs> yeah, I struggled this year. Did you? Yep. All right. Well, go ahead, Jason. Do you, are you going first or am I? Uh, I can. That's fine. Cool. All right. So um, my first game, which will be my number three game of the year, uh, is Tanto Quarry. It's one of my favorite deck builders. I like it mostly because Katie likes to play it, and it's a game we can play together. Uh, it has some risque artwork with little anime girls in panties and stuff, which I could do without. But the gameplay is really fun. It's like Dominion, but it has a couple different twists to it that makes it a little more gamey, in my opinion. I have like three different versions of it and you can mix them all together and just like you can with Dominion. So if you like Dominion and you're not turned off by the um, the risque artwork on this one, I would say give that a go. And so that's my number three, Tanto Cuore. Yeah, your wife, the feminist, and I mean that like totally seriously, like your wife is a feminist for sure. Um, like she and you're a feminist too like you guys both kind of love this game a lot for it being like as like i don't know like like i I guess what am i trying to think chauvinistic as it is maybe i don't know so i mean it definitely like views women as property in this game which is something that you said you could go without and i'm with you but i've heard the mechanics in this game are awesome so i think i'll probably play this at some point and just uh, just do that whole, like, bounce my eyes off the naughty parts <laughs> that I, I need to do. It's actually not as bad as people make it out to seem, but, I mean, I could do I, I could think, do without it. I think it's the implication, probably, as much as anything, like, honestly. Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, uh, well, Jason, my numero three game, uh, which means number three, for those of you who don't speak Spanish, um, is going to be... Uh, I'm going to go with Summoner Wars because Summoner Wars is a game that I've really loved for a long time. Um, It's a good game. It's basically uh, like a real advanced version of chess maybe or a kind of like a miniatures game without miniatures. You're just playing cards, moving around on this grid. Um, Basically, the version I have has two playmats and you unroll the playmats and you look at like your startup for like your your faction you picked and there's a certain array of cards that you need to put out to start the game. And then you have a deck of cards that you're like kind of drafting cards from and you're moving your guys around and you're trying to, you know, shoot with ranged attacks and melee attacks. And if you kill uh, the other person's people, like their, their mobs, they go into your like magic pile 
And then at the end of your turn, you're allowed to discard piles into your like mana pool, basically. And then you use that to pay as a currency to get other cards out on the board, which makes for like kind of some interesting choices in there. And it also really like it doesn't let you set up. It doesn't let you like lay back and set up a really nice like defensive game. You really have to be offensive because you need to go out and get off get cards because they are currency. So beating people uh, and getting their cards is worth doing so you can get more cards out and it's just it's a neat game um i really like it overall every faction plays really differently um totally not your kind of game jason at all but i like summoner wars a lot so my number three yeah when i was going through the list i found a lot of games like this from the year that i've never played and will probably never play just because they're not my style and i know a lot of people like this game and had i played it i mean maybe i'd like it but i haven't so it's that's why it's not on my list the part of you that likes Magic the Gathering would have liked it, but I think Jason present day won't like it or wouldn't like it. So I would say, nah, skip it. Cool. All right. Noted. Uh, my number two is a game that we've talked about an awful lot on this podcast. It's by our boy PDB, Philip DuBerry, and that is Revolution from Steve Jackson Games, the one amazing Steve Jackson Games that is in existence. And... This game is an auction game, pure auction, and from those auctions, you're doing area control. Um, so not only are you going to make people mad by going to a place they wanted to go, but you're also going to make them mad because you're bidding in the same area that they're bidding, but you're bid- outbidding them. So it's a, a game that people can get kind of irritated at. I've gotten irritated at it, but I still enjoy it. So if you like auction kind of mean games, you like area control, go check this one out. You can find it for pretty decent prices on BGG. So I recommend it. Number two, Revolution. It's it's because it looks like it has the worst box design of any game I've ever seen. It it looks like Philip DeBerry like inkjetted from Microsoft Paint a box cover, and that's kind of the story how this game started. I think honestly, so maybe they just took his graphic design, but um, it just it, it doesn't look great. And then like the other thing too about this game that bugs me is it says like revolution exclamation point and it has like the Illuminati thing and all that. But in bigger letters than that, I think it says Steve Jackson games <laughs> yeah, presents <it> revolution <laughs> in much smaller letters. So, but it's a very good game. Um, and I knew you were going to pick it, so I didn't even touch it. And I, I, I wanted to try and not cross over with you cause there's a lot of games I like this year. Uh, my number two, Jason is one that I think you would like to play. Um, and it's one that I've talked about before. Um, it's a Rondell game where you're working with produce to deliver them to f- deliver produce to fincas, and the game is called Finca. Um, really cool, like next steps, not super heavy, kind of like a pretty pretty lightweight um, game. I would say it's not quite gateway, but not really heavy at all. Um, it's a good introduction to Rondells for sure. Um, just kind of cool how some of the choices come, uh, and like. I don't know. It feels like it has enough connections to games like Ticket to Ride and other basic set collection games that like it's something that someone who's played real, real basic gateway games will be able to understand and be at least somewhat competitive at. So um, it's pretty cool. And it has mule carts. So that alone makes me think it's cool. Um, also variable setup, which is kind of neat. Um, just, I don't know, rondels are cool. And I know you feel the same way, and I think you'd like to play this one. Yeah, I definitely do want to play it. So sometime I'll need to actually just play it when you bring it around because every time you brought it i'm like yeah let's play something else yeah it's really it's short so i mean we could work it in pretty quick yeah that's cool i'll give it a go next time jason and joel speed playing it two players we'd be done in like uh, seven minutes probably (laughs) (laughs) yeah because we don't think on turns we just play and go with it see what happens yeah i I love it man i'm like oh it's my turn again already awesome (laughs) 
Uh, like we well we played antiquity in like what fourteen minutes that was pretty great <laughs> yeah Twilight Imperium I think was twenty three yeah and those were like twenty three minutes of your of your life that you'll never get back bud sorry <laughs> yeah I still regret that time <laughs> all right bring a good game to us Jason number one right yep, my number one I think it's great you not so much but as I was looking through two thousand nine this is the one that struck me as my favorite game of 2009 across all the ones that I played. And that is Vasco da Gama from what's your game. Um, I know you don't love it. And I mean, it's dry. It's a really dry theme. The game is pretty dry, but it has some decent worker placement decisions and kind of some moving your ships around stuff. And the little action selection mechanism in the middle where you have to take an action, put it on top of your worker when you send it out. And that's going to be the, the order in which they fire it's kind of interesting, and it's like a little push-your-luck deal where you may have to pay money based on the economy and all that. So this is a fun game that I don't get to play a ton, mostly because I don't want to teach it, but I enjoy it a lot, and that's Fasco de Gama, my number one. My number one, Jason, is going to be based on potential. I played this game one time, and uh, I loved it absolutely so much that I am salivating to play it again, and I may end up playing it this weekend and talk about it next week too, but I couldn't even tell you the theme on this game. It's like developing trade routes or trade houses um, in a network. And then like once you get your network built well enough, you can build into these cities um, and get certain bonuses. But as you're doing all this, you're uncovering things on your player board, which make you more powerful as the game goes on. So it's just kind of cool how you're all like it's the multiple paths to victory kind of thing is present on this. Um, but it's like kind of that thing where if you're familiar with like uh, Terra Mystica or like uh, what's the other one? Uh, Ca- uh, Plans of Caledonia. Cal- Caledonia, yeah. Um, that like that idea of like as you take more things off and put them on the board, like you get better at things, or you like move things up basically on your player board to get better at like certain things. It's kind of opposite actually, because you. Well, anyway, you you get better at doing certain powers during the game, and like because of that. It just feels really gratifying to feel like you're building something. You get the same feeling of like I'm building something, and when I do this, I get tons of stuff. Like the way how you get, you know, dairy products in in uh, clans. You're like, oh man, I'm such a good dairy boy because I have all my cows on the board or whatever it is. I, you know, what I haven't played that game recently enough to remember, but I think it's cows, right? Um, yes. Maybe maybe not. I don't know. Everything's very small in that game, and my eyes aren't very good. So um, I think it's cows, though, and I think you confirmed that. So um, Hansa Teutonica, and no one knows how to say the second word, Hansa, and I think it's Teutonica. Um, there's another game called Hansa, and so I try and abbreviate this game as Hansa sometimes. I'm like, hey, you may want to play Hansa, and Hansa's a game from like 2004 that's really bad when there weren't many games to pick from. Like You had to pick the German ones with the bad translated rules, and so people are like, eh, no. And like people who've never played Hansa Teutonica won't play it because they think it's Hansa. So that hurts me a little. Um, but anyway, uh, that was my favorite game of 2009, Jason. And you should go find a copy and play it, um, even though it's a little out of print right now and kind of hard to find. It goes out of print from time to time, and it comes back in. So hopefully it comes back in. Yeah, I haven't played this one yet. I, I want to. It looks dry and awesome right up my alley. So some someday. It's very much up your alley. It's so – I mean, like – and it has the stoic-looking ugly guy on the box, which, I mean, like – that, if that doesn't say Jason's kind of Euro game, then I don't know what does. Yeah, that box is awful. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it's like Marco Polo bad, honestly. Yeah, it is. It's terrible. It makes the Kalis box look amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's one that I need to play, too. Um, man, I have so many games I want to play. I just need to have board game month and just play 
and not sleep and whatever. So, I'm with you. That'd be awesome. All right, Jason, I'm not going to do an honorable mention because I have 100 honorable mentions, but I'm just going to go through real quick the games that I love it this year. And just, it's very different than you, I guess. Um, Dominion's okay. Intrigue came out this year. Jaipur, Hypur, whatever you want to say. Jaipur, I love that game. It's so good. Uh, Cyclades is pretty good. Uh, Small World is perfectly fine. Um, Macau. Uh, I think you like that one, don't you? I haven't played it because it's criminally out of print, but I want to. Ah, and 10th anniversary is going to come out this year, we hope. Yeah, right? hopefully. Ajizia, uh, Tales of the Arabian Nights, uh, Summoner Wars I mentioned already. Um, just a lot of good games. Thunderstone, that's a good game. Uh, Mr. Jack in New York City, I kind of like that one at times. Um, it's not great. It doesn't hold up very well. Dice Town, that's one that you guys play. Oh, I, um, I love Dice Town. It's on my short list. So... Uh, so that's one that came out this year. Uh, Campaign Manager 2008, not bad. Not as good as, I think, 1968 is the other one. Um, yeah. Isn't it funny that Campaign Manager 2008 came out in 2009? <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, a lot of just good games came out that year, I think. So, um, I don't know. It's. Uh, I guess maybe I have special nostalgic feelings because this is when I was like really kind of first getting like enthusiastic about board games. It was about 2009. So... Um, yeah. Uh, Richard Scary's Busy Town, I Found It game was 2009. I think this was a couple years before I actually got into it. I think I got into it 2011. So I didn't play a ton of these games, but I do, I have Dice Town, Small World, The Resistance, and a party game called Truth Be Told, which I have played a ton of on my list. Yeah, The Resistance is another good one. Uh, Cards Against Humanity came out this year. Yeah, I left that off intentionally. Uh, Castle Panic, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's all right. Um, Steam, ooh, Steam, I Jason. I'd love to. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I would too. Uh, yeah, so I mean, there was a lot of stuff that came out that year. Um, Automobile, I would love to play that one too. Been trying Martin to Wallace. trade for that, yeah, it looks interesting. Yeah. Um. Anyway, they had something called Aeroplanes, A E R O planes. That looks named really after cool the Chili Pepper song. Is it? I don't know. The, didn't didn't the Smash Pumpkins have a game a song named that too? Like the airplane flies. Maybe high I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Uh, now that we've lost our <laughs> audience entirely, uh, let's give you guys a password. The password this week is Jason loves to cards against humanity while playing the resistance, and he did a miniatures game for <laughs> the news. Bits, not miniatures. Uh, decorative uh, bits <laughs> shaped decorative bits that were smaller than the they're they're smaller than real life but they aren't miniaturized right, yeah, right. the smallers jason jason's a big fan of smallers <laughs> games yep it's the way i roll all right well um hey i'm gonna do this this is fun um if you would like to record us a intro um, don't say shut the door cause it's not us. Um, but maybe say like, uh, French sounds. Welcome to the show. Hi boys. <laughs> this is Johnny from <laughs> Walla Walla, Washington. And seriously, like record yourself, make it appropriate and send it to uh, BG mechanics or board game mechanics at BG mechanics.com or Joel or Joel at BG mechanics or Jason at BG mechanics. But, um, just send us an email with an attached file. Um, just something under 10 seconds and maybe you can get on the intro of the show. And I'm calling on you members of the riveted. There's, you know, a solid six or seven of you guys out there that 
own smartphones that can record wave files and could send it to us. So do that. Um, anyway, uh, that's I, I'm out of words, bud. Yeah, me too. I got nothing. Cool. This will be an easy one to edit, and I will make it have that nasty edit I talked about earlier. I don't even remember what I was going to do, but it was something. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. Oh, that you – no, what was it? I don't remember. Anyway, uh, I definitely didn't do it because I'm I'm a kind boy to Jason. He's he's good to me. I'm good to him. So, all right. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you hammer Keep, keep gaming. So the bonus, though, beyond this, this is this is a little bit of an outtake. This is something that Jason and I both. This is like good bonus material for you guys. Jason and I both got really sweet deals on these board game bags from BoardGameTables.com, and let me tell you something, guys. These are worth full retail price for sure. Like you can get one for thirty-four bucks. Go find one and buy it. It's awesome. And I never, I never was a board game bag guy ever. I was like, ah, who needs that? This thing is kind of game changing. Just saying. Yeah, and I all. used mine and it was amazing. That is all. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. The form factor is great. So there's your outtake. It's a special pro tip. Uh, yeah, keep gaming. <laughs> keep gaming. I really am gonna play the the outro music before that. <laughs>